0: Just want to do the got it here, and there we go. Right, so welcome everyone today. We're still on module three. And for those of you who were not on the call with us last week, we spoke about services and the type of services that you may or may not want in your business. So just getting the view right here. Um, And then today, we're going to now move from services to products. Now, if you've not been on module three, with me before, I want to invite you, if you're a listener, to go back to the beginning of Module 3 that consists of 12 steps on how to build your products and services, how to build a blueprint that gives clients your value proposition, and why is this important. So ultimately, you can scale your business, number one. Number two, you can actually charge more for the products and services you offer, especially if you're in the personal and professional development industries, especially when you're someone like a coach or a consultant or a speaker or an author or any type of expert in industry. So in our last session, we focused a bit more on once you have a blueprint and once you have a value proposition, what is the services that you can incorporate in your business? And today we're going to look at the specific products that you can incorporate into your business. And then at the end, sort of bring it all together, bring the products and services together. So if you've been sitting there scratching your head and going, gosh, you know, I know what my message is to the world. I know really in my heart what I want to do, but I'm not sure really how to do it in terms of products and services. This series, this module three is perfect for you. So let's just look at what we're going to cover today. We are going to look at your product offerings. Uh, I want to not deliver too much content. I want to go through it relatively quickly and leave more time for you to ask questions if you have any. But today we're going to look at understanding the types of products, how they can complement your current services, the truth about online products and what every entrepreneur should consider before selling online, and the incredible psychological advantage and substance uh, that physical products provide in the digital age. So don't worry it's all good news and um, I'll be sharing with you nice tips and tips and tricks on on you know how you can take this further now as a reminder for those of you uh, who's new year today there's 12 steps in what we call this high end offer design process it's a process that's designed to bring or to birth a blueprint for your business that's visual for your audience, that help them understand what's your value proposition. But it's also a process designed, a 12-step process to help you understand ultimately what's going to be the ideal products and services for you. And at this point, I just want to remind you that we started this process with step one, which was all about you and what you actually enjoy doing every single day. And so if you've not listened to this Uh, uh, recording of that, I would like to take you back there so that you can just check in with yourself again and remind yourself why you started this business in the first place. And more importantly, what is the specifics Uh, that you like to do on a daily basis. And this is important. Why? Because we're going to talk about products today. And I don't want you to go and choose products that you absolutely despise. I don't want you ending up every single day getting up and, pardon me, building products or delivering on products or getting people to deliver on your behalf and you just don't like what you're doing. So we're now on uh, step nine of the process uh, where we're going to talk about product design today. And let's jump right into it. So let's start with the psychology of substance because some of you may sit on this call today and go, well, you know, I'm in the services industry. I may be a coach or I'm a consultant or I give people expert advice or I've come up with an expert solution in my industry or whatever. Why do I need products? You know, I am I'm, I'm in services. I'm, <clears throat> pardon me, enjoying the services industry. Why should I even bother about substance, you know, actually uh, uh, having additional products with that. So I want to talk to you about the psychology of substance and why it's so important. And some of you on this call have uh, been on this journey with me and you understand the importance of substance, but here's the good news. The good news is we are in the digital era. And the other part of the good news is it's driving people clinically insane. Like People are so sick of the online world. I can't tell you. So how do I know this? I didn't go on a line and Googled, are people sick of the digital era? I didn't chat GPT and find out that is what the robots are thinking. Me and Mike literally go around the world and we go and Talk to people on the ground. We go and talk to business leaders and entrepreneurs and CEOs like yourself. And we ask them, we ask them in our masterminds. Uh, so, what do you think? What's your feelings at the moment? Uh, when you get up in the morning, how do you feel about creating content? How do you feel about being bombarded by all these people and all these emails and WhatsApps and AI? And the the, the majority of people, of course, not everyone goes look this is really a lot and this is really overwhelming and so it tires people's brains and it tires out their eyes and they go look we know it's important we know we need help we know we need to move forward this is the future but it really tires them out and so because it tires us out so much and because we're trying to get to grips to the in terms of this universe this technical and digital universe that's just expanding so much we are more attracted to offline things, if I can call it that, than ever before. So, you know, when you have a situation where, <clears throat> pardon me, something is overemphasized, the psychology of that is that you can start seeking for the opposite of that in order to balance things out for yourself. So, the mistake that entrepreneurs make with this is they take now all their products and all their servers and put everything online. And do not in that give their clients or their audience a sensory experience. What do I mean by mean by sensory experience is your clients and your audience, because they are, let's call them digitally fatigued, are looking at things that's gonna play around and turn on their five senses. So they will be, because of the situation we're in now, naturally attracted to something they can smell, naturally attracted to something they can taste, uh, something they can touch, something they can see, something they can hear. And this is exactly why you do want to consider products in the offering that you provide to your clients um, and your audiences as well because that will have a novelty factor and that will have a high attraction factor and if some of you are sitting on this call today and you're looking at a sticky strategy as well in other words what can you do once you've given your zoom call or your digital presentation to make people stick around products is a very very good way of doing it so you can see the guy on the picture i don't have him there for no reason i have him there because of the experience still of picking up a book and opening the book and paging through the book and listening to what it feels like to 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 year the pages through the book it gives us certain feelings that we associate with joy because we're engaging all these senses i have a bit of a, a phobia you know, when I'm in a um, library or even when I'm in the octopus house and no one's looking, I like to take a book and open it and sniff that book. I know it sounds insane, but I love that smell of a book and the reality. When I smell a book, th- that feeling in me is I'm going to now relax and I'm going to sit down and it's going to be uninterrupted and I'm going to emerge myself in this story or this dimension or in this new information. So, Maybe it's a Gemini thing, but uh, that is the experience that your clients are seeking for. But if you're not giving them that experience, if everything is just digital, and even if everything is just services, you do not have that opportunity to have this dance with them, if if we can call it like that. So do take the psychology of substance into account with today's um, a session so that you do consider a product. Now, I don't want to scare you. I'm not saying you have to have a product. Many of you are in the services industry, that's perfectly fine. Um, there is the perception that products have to be incredibly expensive. It doesn't have to be like that. The product doesn't have to be offline even, even though I've just set you substance and having something offline is great. But uh, what I'm doing is I'm opening your mind so that you start considering a few other options than just the one or two things you may be providing to people at the moment. So let's look at the types of products. Um, And I'm going to give you uh, a few to look at. We're going to look at online versus offline products. That's the first one I want you to consider. Second, physical versus digital and then also generic versus customized products and services. And so, let's start with online versus offline products. And you can treat this almost as an assessment. So, I want you after today to be able to go, okay, here's a few choices I have to make. The first choice I have to make is, am I going for online products or am I going to go for an offline product? Or both or none. That's the choice you want to make. So, is your first choice now an online product uh, can be anything where people need to use the computer or the laptop or the um or the uh, mobile phone in order to consume that product so that can be something like you know an online course uh, and offline would be where you are in person or someone that represents you that is there in person so online products, there's the intervention or the the need for some sort of equipment. Um, You could also, the positive spin is do this remotely versus the offline product where you appear in person or a representative appear to you in person. A good example of this is you may want to decide, am I going to provide online training courses or am I going to appear on site and do offline training courses? Now, There's positives and there's negatives. If you do things online, your scope and your reach is wider and you are able to deliver across borders. Of course, when you do it offline, your ability to create trust with people is harder, faster, and more effective. So your opportunity to on-sell is much more powerful. So those are the things that you want to take in consideration. Now we go to physical versus digital products. Uh, Now here I'm going to use a book as an example because here's a second choice you can make. Is let's say your product is going to be a book. You want to ask yourself: Am I going to have that book in a physical format? In other words, I'm going to print that book out and I'm going to give people that book. Or am I going to have that book in a digital format? So there's another one. Another one that I can think of is uh, if you look here, you can say, you know what? Am I going to focus to substance my business with an online product? Like, for example, I'm going to have an app that is online and digital Or I'm going to substance my business with something that's offline and physical, like, for example, a perfume that I give all my clients or a corporate gift that clients can buy uh, that they get for free or a perfume that they can buy or apparel or clothing or, or those type of things. So I don't want to get you to get confused here. The first one is online versus offline Online can be a product like an online training course. Offline is a product like coaches that provide things on your behalf. You can turn that into a product because you're not visibly in it anymore. Uh, Then you can go physical and digital. Physical, you know, I'm going to get people an actual product like a bottle of perfume or coffee or a book or digital. They're going to be able to consume it via Kindle online. The difference here between services and products is with products, you are more leaning towards scaling and you're more leaning towards mass and you are not necessarily involved. Whereas with the services, you are can also scale, but you tend to be more physically involved in that. Then we go to generic products versus customized products. Now, yeah, we are looking at something like a menu, for example. So are you going to develop a blueprint that is de- generic and applies to all your clients? Um, like, for example, a generic product can be, um, I don't know if any of you remember, when we were younger, when I was younger, you could buy a book and then you could read the book. And then the book is the same book for everyone. But and then also there were books where you read a chapter and then you have to make a choice between yes or no, and then it makes you jump to a different chapter. So the book almost start customizing for you. So an analogy here that you can use for your business is, for example, a, a menu. Uh, you know, do you give a generic menu? And in this case, your product, which is going to apply to everyone who consume that product? Or are you going to come up with something that's customized so every Every day when a customer comes into your cafe or into a restaurant, there's a board. And on the board, it's written that today's special is going to be this and today's special is going to be that. So um, the same can go for template type of products, which is another product you might want to consider. Do you have the same templates and it's a product pack that a person can buy? uh, Or do you customize these templates um, in an automated way for your clients, do you perhaps have software that gives everyone the same experience or do you have software that is customizable? So those are the type of things you wanna consider. Now, this gets a little bit overwhelming, but if you can stick with me, I want you to understand that if you can get your products and services right, you're gonna have a much more enjoyable business, a much more scalable business, a business with more legacy in it, And ultimately, something that makes more sense to you and your clients. Because unfortunately, if you don't do this, what happens is you become very reactive to what your clients want. So your products and service become what your clients want, your different clients want, not the clients that you've chosen in target market, the client that you happen to stumble upon wants this service and then you develop it. The next client was want this service, but they also want this product. And then you go and develop it and you spend a lot of money. The next client was something else. The next one wants something else. So obviously, there's a niche problem here. You haven't defined your target market. But on the other end of the stick, you've also become very reactive to what people ask. So you find yourself every time when a new client cross your path, Constantly developing new proposals, new solutions, new products, new services. That's not sustainable. And um, I've noticed, especially during COVID, these were the people who suffered the most. They're constantly customizing, constantly reacting, constantly responding to what the client wants. And because you only have 24 hours in your day that's going to give you a glass ceiling. That's not what we want for you. We want something that's properly planned and thought through. And I'll give you a way of doing that um, at the end of the session. So what can you do for now as recommended activities? uh, If you want to know that you're heading in the right direction, and I like to give these checkpoints because these checkpoints help you understand whether you are on the right track. And that's why I usually have these evidence of accomplishments in here. And that's usually why I have these uh, recommended activities, you know, recommendations or uh, recommended activities, so you can measure yourself. There's no use for you to just listen to these sessions, but there's not a way for you to measure. So Two things that you can already do after today's session if you really want to go and uh, understand your products is to have a focus group session with your current customers and ask them what product will add to their lives. So, for example, maybe you render a consulting service, service and your clients would absolutely love an app that goes with that service. Maybe you're a coach and your clients have been waiting for ages for you to supplement your coaching service with a book. Or maybe they've been, maybe you're a um, person who does uh, financial audits, or maybe you look after the financial health of businesses and your clients would love a product where they can go online and they can fill in an assessment that will give them automated response. That type of things uh, is, is important, but rather than you sitting on an island and thumb sucking it, I wanna encourage you to go and put a focus group together And get some of the clients that's in your target market. Now, you may have a lot of clients at the moment, but they're not necessarily in your target market. I want you to get people around the table that's in your target market and play it as a networking session. You know, if you're going to contact clients in your target market and say, look, I've got a focus group and I need to tap your brains, they're probably not going to be that happy. They're busy. Uh, they don't see the use or the value in it for them. But if you say to them, look, um, I have exciting news for you that I want to announce. And in doing so, I'm putting a great networking event together uh, for two or three hours I'll be giving you great uh, um, snacks in the morning if you want to lean that way Or if it's a cocktail event, I'll give you a nice wine tasting, whatever. And then I'm going to actually announce some great things to you. You'll be meeting people such as this, 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 and this. And then I'll be just posing a few questions to you. That's sort of how you want to frame it to get people there. And then you can say to them, look, here's the services that I've I've been rendering to you so far. Here's the services that I'm considering for the future. But today, I'm going to talk product. What product will absolutely enhance the customer experience that you are currently having with me. And uh, people will be very appreciative for you co-creating with them because that's what you're doing. You're not sitting on an island and thinking, oh, scratch, scratch my head, what product will be great for them? You're asking them what they want. And you may even get some of your clients investing in your your productization uh, ideals with you. So there's some great things to do. So go and run a focus group, very important. Um, I'm doing that specifically because otherwise, uh, if you look at my lip gloss here, you're going to be thinking vertically. So you're going to be sitting on your own uh, and you're going to be thinking from top to bottom. In other words, you get ideas and you think, 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 you go deeper into your ideas and that can drown you. I want you to have a focus group so that you can think horizontally. In other words, you collect the ideas of you and all the other people that sit in the focus focus group, and that has the effect of psychologically expanding your mind. Um, So do that first. Second, attend demos, expos, showrooms, trade shows, product launches, pop-up shops, in your industry it always blows my mind how few time or how little time we spend on actually researching things we tend to isolate i'm a big big culprit so i can tell you this because i do this i go okay so i want to come up with a new product so now i'm going to go uh, to a place with a nice view and i'm going to isolate myself and think about it There's nothing wrong with that, but you'll get a quicker result if you actually expose yourself. So the difference is think on your own, again, the lip gloss, the vertical thinking, or going out there and exposing yourself horizontal thinking. Go and look at people in your industry. If you're a speaker, go and look at the products that other speakers have developed. If you're a coach, go and look at the products they've developed. If you're a consultant, go and look at the products they've developed. If you're an uh, expert or an author, or you're a, 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 you know, you develop something that's very niche and unique to you, Go and look at what people in your industry have done because it will give you fantastic ideas. Start with those two things first before you do every, every anything else. So I'm going to show you now, uh, before, before I show you, let me just go in evidence of accomplishment. How do you know that you're on the right track? Number one, you're having profitable products that are of quality and provide value to your customers. How are you going to know they provide value to your customers? two things. One, they buy it, you know, it's it's actually doing well. Uh, Two, they tell you it's providing them with value. So there has to be a survey to ask them or conversations, which is what I prefer. Are you actually happy with the value that the product's providing? Number two, you achieving high product success metrics as measured by your industry. So if the industry metrics is that it's successful to sell 50,000 books, then you're obviously successful in your product. But again, you will have no way of measuring it unless you go and check what's going on in your industry. I really want to encourage you to put these metrics and these measurements in place in your business so that you know you're on your right track. So, one, One, you're having profitable products and your customers are telling you it's giving them value. Number two, you've checked out the metrics and the measurements in your industry and you've compared it with the success that you've achieved. So these are two ways to really make sure that you are accomplishing it. So now before we go completely off me presenting, I want to show you something. And some of you on our call have been to our sales and marketing event. I know, Steve, you would be one of them. And um, I showed you this matrix, but I want to actually move back to it. So I'm just going to quickly stop my share here. And um, I'm going to show you something else. If I can just get a thumbs up that you can actually see this, um, I'll appreciate it. Thank you, Steve. Okay, so what I ultimately want you to do, and I don't want you immediately to start product and services metrics like this, because it's going to confuse you a little bit. So, but ultimately you want to have this metric uh, this matrix. But I want you to do a few f- things before you're going to do that. Um, and what I want, what I want you to do first is, as I said before, I want you to run a focus group and hear what the people in your industry are telling you. Um, and then I want you especially to hear what the, the, the people in your target market are telling you, what your ideal buyers are telling you, so that you can co-create. And then I want you to go and do the research of what is the products and services because we're bringing this now together. We're bringing the products and services of choice for your business now together in a matrix. Now, I want you to do that first before you're going to sit with the matrix. Otherwise, you're again doing vertical thinking and not horizontal thinking. So go horizontal thinking first, then you go vertical thinking. So the horizontal thinking is... Let's check out what other people are doing in my industry. Let's ask my clients. The vertical thinking is, okay, now I'm going to sit in front of my desk and I'm going to put a matrix together, right? So this matrix will help you understand where you thrive more. This applies whether you want to scale or not scale because it does start with you. You are the seed. So let's say, for example, you are a person, and this is why I took you in the beginning of the session back to step one in module three, because step one in module three was all about what is the three things that I want to do on a daily basis that makes me super, super happy. Some of you here will say to Landy, I just want to speak. I love my voice. I love hearing my own voice. I love sharing my message with people with the use of my voice. I've got the gift of the gab, you know, some of you will say to me, I never want to speak to people. I don't like speaking. I don't like hearing my own voice. I want to lead people. So I want to be the influencer that inspire people. And I lead by example. And I, I live a form of self-mastery where people want to live the way I live. Or they want to adopt some of my principles because I'm inspiring them. That's sort of my space. I want to master myself so much to the point that other people look at that and go, okay, I want to master myself the way they've mastered themselves because of the way they live, not because they've spoken about it. You see, there's a, quite a difference in that. And so it's crazy how much having the right products and services go right back to understand your, understanding yourself. People try and separate these things in industry, and it's a fatal, fatal mistake. So some of you want to write. you know, Some of you sit here and go, Landy, I cannot tell you how happy it makes me to sit in a hotel or at a cafe or in front of my computer and write. And I don't know what happens. Magic happens. But when I'm in front of my computer, all this information just comes down and my fingers just go and I type and type and type. And it really gives me energy, doesn't take my energy. And, you know, whether I'm writing policies or writing books or writing blogs or writing for articles or um, contributing uh, to all sorts of publications, I love to write. So some of you will just listen to that and go, yep, that's me. Some of you here like tech, uh, you just love what techs give you. Uh, Tech may give you the ability to use your genius mind to problem solve to come up with ways to automate things for people. People who usually like tech are people who um, have seen or has the ability to see patterns so they can see step one, two, three, four, five, and then they'll go, why don't we just automate that? Or why don't we just put it in a software that makes life easier for people? Or why don't we just uh, get people all on the same page um, so that we can engineer something that makes sense to people? So if you have that tech mind, uh, you'll know who you are. Then you probably want to continue developing products and services in that space. Um, maybe you, someone who's futuristic, maybe you're someone who likes to learn new technology. Um, that's your thing. Then that's the space you want to be in. Some of you like travel. That's massively going to affect also the products and services you put in your matrix, you know, and some of you don't like travel. That's why it's so important. Many of you who are Circle of Excellence members would know your first strategy call with Mike is. What's your values, you know? And if you have a value of travel, then you probably want to look at products and services that's going to allow you to travel. And if you're a person who don't like travel, which is also perfectly fine, then you want to have products and services that's going to give you more remote options. So do you see the level of consideration before you just go ahead and put products and services in place? But what many entrepreneurs do is they actually develop products and services before they thought of the strategy and plan for their business, before they even thought of their value proposition, before they even thought of their own values, and before they even thought of what they actually want to do with their time on a day-to-day basis. And then some of you here yeah, just want to create. Uh, you like to pioneer new solutions. Uh, you want to come up with things that's not been here before. You want to be creative. That's why you like to create and so on and so on. So let's look a little bit at the options here for you from a product and services point of view. So for example, and I'm doing this to inspire you and to help you see, oh my goodness, I'm a person who write and speak. Why have I created products that make me travel and create? Well, I'm a person who likes to travel and and I like tech. Why have I created products where I have to constantly write posts, you know? So that's where we're heading with this. So a person who likes to speak, uh, is usually someone who wants to reach big audiences. You can, of course, have a corporate keynote. Fantastic service to have. You can be a guest speaker on other people's appearances. You can have a podcast. Um, you can be a, a show host or influencer. And then if you want to lean more towards the product, you can record. You can do recordings of your voice and you can use that to your advantage as well. Whether you want to use those recordings for an online training calls, whatever. Those things will all work very, very well for you. Um, uh, TV. TV work very good for you as well. Uh, YouTube channels work good for you as well because you like to speak. I'm just taking a sip of my peach and elderflower herbal tea. Uh, Getting it ready for Europe. Right, so um, then some of you want to lead. You can clearly see when a person want to lead, they want to mentor other people. They want to guide other people. They've had the type of experience where they feel they can save people lots of time by counseling them. So these people do very good in corporate corporate consulting as a service, uh, training workshops. You can potentially turn your training workshops into a product by getting other people to deliver it on your behalf. That way you can scale it more. Uh, people who lead usually like coaching, uh, maybe one-to-one coaching. Um, some of them like group coaching, and then public and private events are services in which they do very, very well. Again, if you want to turn it into a product, and you're a leader, you can. You probably can do very well with a, a book on leadership and how you want to lead people. You'll probably do good with. Um, Um, movements. Movements can be a a nice product that you create that someone else run on your behalf Um, and so there are some of your options as well. Uh, Also potentially because you're in the coaching space an app can work very well here for you. An assessment as a product especially an automated one online works very very well here in this space and so those are just some of your options. Now if you like to write you're a person who likes to conceptualize your ideas on paper, you do very good with books, blogs, script writing, contributing to magazines. And uh, there's a lot of information online on how to create the Kindle universe, where you start with series of books. And, uh, you know, if you can have a, if you can uh, develop a system that helps those sell, uh, then you can actually do a very good product uh, in the writing space there as well. Take Tech is probably uh, really the most robust when it comes to products. Uh, Tech, you can do online courses, membership programs, online summits, mobile apps, websites that's automated, assessments that's automated, software as a service. Your options in terms of products for me is probably the highest here. Um, But uh, where I find tech the most powerful is if tech Partner with one of the others. So, tech partner with a person who like to travel, or tech partner with a person who like to write, or tech partner with a person who like to speak. So, uh, if you have tech and you have one of the others on you as well, then then that can make for really good products. Travel. These people want to discover the world, right, and inspire other people. So, you can look at sponsors, brand sponsors. Um, you can look at destination events one-to-one custom experiences, group journeys. I mean, we have our um, Platinum uh, Mastermind event coming up in Santorini. So this is something we deliver as a service, but we can productize that as well. We can take film, shoot video, sell it online. We can get people to do it on our behalf by selling licenses in that space, So you can do that as well. And then, of course, if you're a person who likes to create, you like to pioneer. So you can be a content creator. You can turn your content into into intellectual property that gets sold to business schools or universities or uh, those type of people. You can be a corporate strategist because you come up with solutions all the time. You can do joint ventures because you're a creator. You like to co-create. You can do partnerships. So you can see there's many things. But I think one thing that's becoming quite clear for you in this matrix is how the gray area between products and services seep in. And it's not a problem. Don't don't break your head over this. If you're sitting and you're going, is this now a product or is this now a service? Don't worry about it. All I want you to do is to have the services mindset and think about that. Have the product mindset and think about that and then come up with a solution that excites you and excites your clients. That is the ultimate metric. That's what you want to do. And then, of course, I want you to consider the scaling possibilities. And that's why I do like a product in the business as well. Now, here's another angle. And that angle is you, if you're in the service industry and you have thought hard about products and you just cannot come up with a product think outside of your industry so let's say for example you're a nail technician and what you do is a service so you build people's nails you're an artist you're a nail artist so That business is not necessarily going to exist without you. So now it's starting to think of ways to scale. Now you've got a lot of other people that you're training to be a nail artist as well, but they're also delivering a service, although one can argue that you've incorporated a product in your industry. I want you to take those scenarios and start thinking completely out of the box of your industry. For example, I would counsel the nail artist to say, why don't you go and look at other inter- industries that complement yours and start, for example, uh, with a tan spray? So this is not just a ridiculous thing that I'm using, but tan spraying to, to spray people to tan and nails is different industries, but they all fall under the beauty industry. So is it possible that a person who's going to want to build their nails may want to later book a session with someone you've appointed on a machine that becomes a product in your business? So those are things you can do as well. So taking a few steps back, It's valuable for you to go and research what other people have combined in your industry. It's valuable for you to ask your clients, what do they need? What would be a natural upsell? And then also, it will be useful for you to go and look at the ways in which your consumer consume. Uh, Because the better you understand their behavior, the more you'll be able to come up with products and services that you've not thought about. For example, Me and Mike, we are on the personal and professional inspirational leadership and um, uh, educational industries. So one would look at that and naturally want to go and look for products in that industry. We would look for books and we would look for online courses and we would look for software. But if we think outside of the box, we would think that a lot of the people in our community who's interested in personal and professional development is also interested in consciousness. And a lot of them is also interested in investments. And that's why we have a product, Ring of Steel Investments, where a group of finely selected people can invest with us in property scenarios that has a conscious goal. So there's an example of how we went out of the industry to develop products that does not necessarily uh, form part of the umbrella of the industry in which you're at. Now, Chris uh, will send all of you today who's on this call um, this matrix. Uh, Many of you will already have it, but if you don't have it, Chris will send it to you. I think to make things easy for Chris, won't you just in the chat, pop your email address or your WhatsApp for him so that he knows exactly who wants this matrix and so that he can get it to you in the via the medium that you prefer. You know, maybe you want it on your WhatsApp, maybe you want it on your email, maybe just send him a note in the chat box and then it just makes it much easier for him to get it to you. Now, a final thing before we go into questioning, once you have this matrix, you'll be able to have more clarity on what is your baseline strategy for your products and services? What is your stretch strategy for your products and services? And what is your Grand Slam? And we've done this on a previous um, session where we spoke about baseline stretch and Grand Slam. So if you've not looked into that one, I would highly recommend you go back to that one and just uh, relook that again. So if I go to the uh, presentation we had open. And I'll just share that quickly again. uh, And I go to this figure or this um, infographic in the beginning. Uh, We said we did um, strategy at step six. So step six was all about strategy. So once you've done your matrix, go back to that session again and see how your matrix now fits into what's my baseline products and services, what's my stretch products and services, and what's my grand slam products, and services. So that's my story today on products and services. Now I would love to give you all the opportunity to ask any any questions you may have around this. While I drink my peach and elderflower tea. Any Landy, questions? I'll, I'll ask a question. <laughs> yes, Steve. Um, so, of course, in a lot of um, this process, I guess we trying to move ourselves from where we are now to where we ultimately want to be. So um, just from, a, from like sort of an advisory point of view, because it feels a little bit like, you know, um, or certainly in my case, like I'm on a hamster wheel, literally, you know, just trying to keep up. Yeah. Um, so have you got any advice for, you know, how to, how to sort of transition yourself from where you are currently in terms of the products and services that you would be able to identify on that matrix to the ones where you ultimately want to want to be? Sure, Steve, it's a very good question. And it also shows me that you have a vision and you wanna get there. So you're gonna to have to use something that you're very, very familiar with, willpower and discipline. And you're gonna use that willpower and discipline to block X amount of time per week that is fully dedicated to that. And unless you have the willpower and discipline to do that, you're not going to get that. So for those of you who don't know this call, Steve is an ex-Olympian. I always love bragging with him because he doesn't brag enough about himself. So he would tell you that in order to develop a muscle, you have to repeatedly give time and attention to developing that muscle. It's no different in transitioning from the state in which your business is now into the state you want your business to be. So if you can treat the business as an entity in the same way you treated your body when you were developing skills and muscles, you will make that transition. But the reason why I say it is willpower is the natural way would be for your current business to constantly swallow you. And the reason why the current business will constantly swallow you is because of all the attention you fed it. So you fed it so much of your energy and time and attention that you've built a big fish now, a big shark. And that shark is standing with its mouth open like this, constantly ready to swallow you. Whereas your future vision is a little goldfish. So the only way you're going to turn the shark, which is your now, into the goldfish that's the future, is that you're going to have to start feeding that goldfish to the point where it becomes a shark. And that's not going to happen unless you have the willpower and the discipline to block time in a week in order to do that. So you can start, for example, by delegating certain things to people so that you have that time available to do it. What you shouldn't do is work yourself to death during the week, and then you block the weekend for your new business because you certainly will burn out. You need to leave your weekend for your sport and your social and your partner and all the things that you find enjoyable, but slowly but surely, and I almost want to say not slowly but surely, if you're very keen, if you... And I mean it in a good way. If you're aggressive in the pursuit of your goals, I would really start feeding that goldfish big time. And I will really start starving the shark. And that will get you to the other side much quicker. Thanks. You're welcome, Steve. Anyone else who have a question? In the meantime, while you're thinking, I'll just stare at your faces. I can sing you a song. No one else? Going? Can you, it, can you do a dance for us, Lundy? Uh that comes with a fee, Steve. Okay. <laughs> one that no one will be able to afford. <laughs> Songs as well, although Mike is trying to convince me different. Um, anyone else with a question? No questions, it seems, Landy, but we've got a comment here um, from Rauda saying, At Steve, I may mean, need your support in planning for the Iron Women competition in 2025. Wow. Now, there's something. I love it when this happens because then I would highly recommend Rauda and Steve that you get onto a call and you get to know each other a little bit better. Um, I always try and encourage our Circle of Excellence members and our Octopus Drive members, whoever's on these calls, to really try and reach out to each other. You know, go from the mindset of you just get on, you're going to get onto a Zoom call, you're going to ask each other a little bit more about each other and get to know each other better. And who knows what comes from that? So, given that comment, uh, router, I would suggest that you and Steve reach out to each other and just have a nice conversation. You'll find each other's worlds very, very interesting indeed. Right. So if there's no more questions, I hope you all have a very fantastic day. Um, We are sort of starting to get ready for Europe. So we'll be leaving for Europe on the 8th of June and we're planning to be there for over two months. So uh, we're hoping to go and do, you know, I think, Chris, we have seven events lined up, uh, but we're hoping to go into Europe now. Um, report back to you via these videos that Mike has done on what's the best way for you to do uh, business in Europe. So if any of you are interested in a, in a market, in Europe as a market, uh, do follow us on Facebook and watch out for that video so that we can give you that feedback. We really do this to get uh, uh, the information on the ground, ask questions, especially post-COVID, what's going on, how's people, how are people feeling in business, what's the trends, all those things. So we're looking forward to going back into the world and collecting some of that research and information for you as well Uh, other than that lots of love from both of us and we hope you have a fantastic week ahead bye thanks Thanks, landy you're very welcome bye